age does not have an execution. You know what I'm saying? It's not how long you've been. It's not. If you can execute, I don't care who you are. And at the level that Brady is executed, I will take you over a 22, 23-year-old who just came in the league, bruh. This week, our show is brought to you by our partner in crime, Organifi. Organifi is an organic superfood supplement line that makes quality, trusted nutrition convenient and accessible. Their most popular product, Green Juice, can supercharge your life, restore that glow, and help you feel decades younger in just 30 seconds per day without having to worry about shopping for ingredients, mixing and blending them, and then cleaning up afterwards. All ingredients are USDA organic, vegan-friendly, and made with GMO ingredients, gluten, or soy. Where else can you get superfoods like chlorella, moringa, spirulina, wheatgrass, ashwagandha, and turmeric, just to name a few? So make sure you guys check it out at www.organifi.com forward slash success. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com forward slash success. I wake up every single day, I am who I say I am. And I get what I get because I live in B-Smoke. Stop being gazelle, you're not average. You're not even good, you were born to be great. What's going on world, welcome to another edition of the Secret to Success Podcast. I'm your host CJ, joined as always by the Bayesian sensation, Mr. Carl Wesley Phillips. What's going on y'all, what it do? I got Douglas in the building, Captain. What Captain do, America. Is that Captain America? Yeah, they got a black one now. Uh, okay. Oh, praise God. Uh, we yeah. got Dr. King in the building. <laughs> Dr. King, what's happening? Execution is worship, bro. That's what they say. That's what they say. Um, I want to apologize to everybody that we are doing this on Zoom. Um, I was by, y'all lucky I didn't throw back y'all to, you know what I'm saying? I started to do another throwback to 2016. But uh, I got dogged out last time we did. We've two been doing it that long. We got one in. Y'all, uh, y'all, y'all wasn't happy We've with that. We've been doing it but, since uh, 2016. We're on Zoom. Uh, caught COVID for the fifth time. Put the so cap we, on that so statement. You know what I'm I saying? Did we not, to, I did not catch E. Come on, I did not catch COVID. Mark caught COVID again, so we. I had did to, not catch. I was exposed. You know, hey, your level of exposure would determine, would determine your, your level of COVID. <laughs> <laughs> would determine your level of COVID. I was exposed. <laughs> no, we just, uh, so I was up there. I want to say that. Are y'all straight over there? I don't know what's going on. Are y'all all right? Man, they pixelated. What you looking at? What, what, you, what would I'm make you think we not? What's care. going on? It's going I don't real know. Y'all look crazy. Yeah. Uh, hey, we'll see you next week. <laughs> I promise you. Yeah, y'all. Bro, if anybody hates Zoom, it's hey, me. Let me tell you something. Hey, the beauty of editing. Nobody even has to know. Oh no. By don't the time edit we it. go live and then yeah, edit. We no, live don't edit, edit it. it. Leave it in there. I want people to see the <laughs> foolishness we gotta deal Carl with. Carl look like he's moving in slow motion. <laughs> yeah, y'all, y'all mad choppy. But I can hear y'all okay, so I don't really care to see y'all like that. Uh, right. Who cares about that other stuff? We can. Yeah, you know somebody what we look can, like. Yeah, somebody can take the audio <laughs> and you know make it match the video. So that's their job. Um. Yeah. So like I was saying, we were up there. Everybody was up there, scheduled to be there. Um. I came back for the church opening. Was just there for about twenty four hours. Uh. Fantastic time. And then I was planning to stay until Wednesday. 
and do a podcast. Uh, but Maul called in the midnight hour, said, yo. Uh, the midnight yeah. hour. <laughs> uh, somebody I was around just called and said that they had had, you know what I'm saying, COVID. And so uh, they had I was like, you know had, what? They had. Carl and E still ain't had it, so they holding on by a thread. Let's not expose them. <laughs> so I jumped on I the mean, flight, let's get came it over back with, with the fam. Let's get it over um, with. <laughs> hey, I will say this, though, Ma. I appreciate you calling while well, I still had time to jump yeah. on the flight with my family. Yeah, so my yeah, family was yeah. leaving on Sunday afternoon. Mm. I was able to get on the plane with them. No harm, no foul. They only had one seat left on the plane, and it was in first class, though. So I had to, you know what I'm you saying? You had to take had, it. Hey, so, yeah, hey, I had so to suck it up. Huh? I was about to say fair or foul. Should I have not said anything since I wasn't the one that had COVID? I didn't display any symptoms. I was perfectly fine. I just was like, because of the squad, because of the team, I was just like, you know what? Let me be truthful to my brothers because it had just been made. I'm talking about as soon as that person called, the, my first phone call was to see. Like, man, bro. Man, I was just at, at lunch with with our manager, a close family friend, and she said that she just got COVID, you know, and so I just went and told the fellas. I just was being transparent. Hey. Verified. Well, well, we appreciate it. No, we appreciate it. No, you know, don't nobody. No, 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 no. You know, I know All it seems like you it's use gone. are fair. Yeah. Fair. It sounds fair. Yeah, it seemed like it's gone, but it's still it's still alive and well, you know, so. Well, um, hey, I just watched, um, I just watched Congress was all together, you know, for a, um, what do you call it? It it was a, I guess it's Zoom. It was a Zoom with the president of Ukraine. I guess that's oh, yeah. what it was. Because my man Zoom wasn't there. Sure. He was there. Oh, let me tell you something. It, I was like, COVID gone. It wasn't a seat in the building for the oh, yeah. for the Congress. It wasn't a seat in the building. So, yeah, I think COVID is gone. And if it's not, well, it's still real in New York. Kyrie can't play. But other than that, <laughs> it seemed like it's pretty much gone. Hey, but when he can, y'all see he dropped 60, right? Ooh, Ooh. 60. Yeah. But, hey, how is it possible that he could sit man. in the stands without a mask on? Uh, that's but he two can't podcasts. Get on the we can't uh, about that. that. That's two about podcasts. That. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah, uh, about we'll that. talk about that later. Um, yeah. in, in other news uh, of the recent, yeah. uh, we'll get the hip-hop preacher's take. Uh, the GOAT is back. He, he, he retired and yes. then said for yes. about five minutes. And then he said he back. Uh, let's get y'all reaction. He said he can't stand the crib with his kids. <laughs> he said he can't stand the house with his kids for the next. Oh, let me say something. Everybody he say get back that. Like, I just want to be at home with the kids. You be there for about 30 seconds. Yeah. Be like, you know oh. what? I got another few yeah. in. Hey, what you think? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Go ahead. Especially, what y'all think about Tom Brady coming back? Yeah, especially though when the babies are theory. Like, you never really, you know what I'm saying? Like, you ain't never really been with them like that. Oh, I promise and you And then you like, I want to be with them. And then when you get with them, like, whoa, I didn't know it was this. I tell people all the time, man, when DD was doing the, um, the house thing for a quick second, I see why she came out of retirement. I started working with them kids, bro. Oh, Ooh. man. When I used to work at the elementary oh. school, I promise you, I worked at Wood Creek. I used to come to the crib at 334. Not, I'm talking about knocked out. <laughs> I wouldn't wake up to the next morning, bro. Like, everybody like, what do you do for a living? I'm like, work with kids. And they, I'm telling you, they'll wear you out, bro. Hey, I did. I was a substitute teacher for six months. Watch this. I did middle, I did high, and I was good. I hit elementary one day and That's I quit. Rap, bro. I quit oh, after yeah. that day. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm good. I, I can do, do it, bro. I can do it. Hey, see though, I heard, I saw it. 
article where a dude he paid a half a million dollars. <laughs> fair or foul? Mm. He paid a half a mil. Foul. For, you, you saw yes, that? He had this conversation. Mm. Fair or foul? Foul. Foul. Half a mil, bro, for my man's last touchdown ball. And, and he back. <laughs> What's yeah, the value can, yeah, of that nah. now, ball? Oh. <laughs> uh. I'm saying, do you get your money back? I'm saying, like, who do you, you know what I'm saying? Is that it? Is all sales final? Bro, I would go knock on Brady's front door. Depends, though. I would be like, dog, you take this <laughs> yeah. football back. If you would have won a Super Bowl, give me my 500 grand sense. back, dog. Yeah. And give me the last one when mm. you really throw it this time. Uh, that might be another Maybe 10 that's years the bar from now. Whenever you do the last one, you get that. <laughs> right, right. Good. Well, yeah. Uh, other than that, how's everybody feeling? Everybody good? Everybody's Wonder great. Hey. Hey, man. Okay. Uh, I want to get into something. I want to get right into it because we got a special guest coming up in uh, a few minutes, but I wanted to get right into it. And it's just a note that I took from uh, church. Uh, he was in rare form this weekend, had the energy back in the building. And, I was uh, back in the building with people. It's been two years. Yeah, it's been two years. As crazy as that sounds, it's been two years, but we back. Um, we back really for the first time. It's the first real time having church in there, right? In two years. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, man, he was preaching and I, you know, I got, I took a couple notes and in my phone I wrote, um, it ain't favoritism, it's executionism. Now I'm not sure if executionism is a word, but when I tell you that thing hit the church out of this world. Who is Webster? Go ahead, E. <laughs> I'm just saying, who is Webster to come up with words and we can't come oh, up with bro, words? I promise you. Bump that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no. So anyway, um, there was, you know, many forms in which you were talking about it, but you're talking, you know, if anybody's been watching the APOC sermons, they all been on execution uh, for a while. And you were talking about how people get frustrated, E, because they feel as if other people and other things is playing favorites and you know, um, they not getting ahead in life and they don't have the same opportunities, but you were saying that the execution is not on the same level. So break down how people feel like other people getting like, oh, they playing favorites. They like this person, not me. They at work, school, wherever. You know what I'm saying? Talk about that. Hey, I'm going to go here, Maul. Um, and I know Maul, you know what I'm saying? I try to do stuff that, that – uh, you know, Maul is real, but I know when Maul, when I go here, Maul kind of, you know, he 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 turns it into a, he don't mean to do it, but it get turned into a baby uh, debate. Uh, I'm going to see if I can find it here. It turned into a baby debate, but I sent this to um to Tobe. I'm trying to see if I can find it. I sent this to Tobe, and me and Tobe, we pretty much just, um you know, spent, man, we spent some time um, knocking this thing out. Hold on. I got to see where I texted to him because for whatever reason, it's not coming up where I thought it would. But I read this mall and was like, yo, maybe this is why there's a real argument, right? So it said, in a 32-month span, and you guys can guess who it is, in a 32-month span, won three championships, three scoring titles, two MVPs, won finals MVP three times, all defensive first team three times, miss zero games. That sound like Mike. Miss zero Le- games. LeBron. That sound like Mike. 
That sound like Mike. You said you said defense. That sound like Mike. No doubt. I did say defense. Yeah, bro. Uh, in thirty-two, in a, yeah, in a thirty-two month span, Michael Jordan won three championships, three scoring titles, won two MVPs. Won, uh, won finals MVP three times, all defensive first team three times, missed zero games. Woo. And I saw that, bro, and was like. And walked the work. It, right, 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 right. <laughs> I, 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 I saw that, Mike. I saw that more and was like, Mike is like, yo, when you when people show favoritism, it's like nobody's done this. And, and, and you know what I'm saying? Like very few people have, in a 32-month span, bro, not many people who play basketball have achieved this. You know what I'm saying? And Z miss zero game. I think that's probably one of that's the, most, the impressive most impressive ones. ones. Yeah. And miss zero games, you know? And so I started thinking, it's like people like, oh, they just like MJ because MJ, you know, the black, red, and white. You know what I'm saying? The MJ had the shoes. MJ was Gatorade. No. But what we think about Michael Jordan, the reality is he executed at such a high level that this is why people want to wear the jerseys. This is why people want to wear the shoes. Like, people, if they can't get to this in their own life by associating themselves with Mike, they feel like they execute. Like, they feel like it's get, they get it done. I read something um, yesterday, Ma, blew my mind, because I, I used to say, you know, you hear stuff, man, and you, you don't really always think everything through you say, right? And it said the have and the have-nots. And I be on that. Like, yo, the have and the have-nots. And my man was like, it's not about the have and the have-nots. It's about the do and the do-nots. <laughs> it's the doers and the doer-nots. You know what I'm saying? Like, he like, bruh, everybody got an opportunity. He said the haves, and, and I don't care if it was passed down to you. He was like, it started, if you have, it started with you doing something. You know what I'm saying? It started with you executing at a high level. And then you were able to give it to the next generation. But he was like, it didn't come out of the sky. And so I, I, I've been thinking, see, you know, I've been making moves, bro. I went to um, I went to Chicago. I don't know what happened. Uh, Brandon was like, E, you said you was going to get your own rental car. I messed up. So I get there. It ain't no cars. Dude was like, you can get that car right there. My man was like, yo, you don't have a, um, you don't have a contract with us. I was like, you lying. He was like, no, and we don't got no cars. Drove mm. back. The homie was like, yo, E, I watch all your videos. You changed my life. The dude just worked at National Rental Car in Chicago at the airport. He's like, I watch your videos every day. Every morning you change my life. Take that car right there. You good. You feel what I'm saying, Ma? And so my man at the counter was looking at me like, I mean, my man at the uh, when you security, when you're driving through, my man was looking at my paperwork like, how you get a car? It wasn't no cars. I was like, bro, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't got to, I, I can't talk to my man over there. But my man was like, yo, I watch your videos every morning, meaning what? You put them up every morning. It's a part of my routine. You whatever, bump that. Whoever car that was, when they get here, I'd rather tell them they don't have a car than to tell E.T. the hip-hop preacher who's mm. pouring into my life every day that he don't have a car. You feel me? Uh, I get to, I get to the restaurant. You know, um, Grand Luck, Chicago, sit down with the fam, get my bill. I was like, yo, bruh, something wrong with my bill. He was like, no, nah, the manager. The manager said, you helped him and his brother, you know, get through a rough time. And they both in the, don't worry about it. He paid for your food. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, yo, it's not favoritism. It's not. It's, there go E.T. He don't know E.T. He don't know me from a can of paint. My man don't know who I am. But he like, yo. I get those videos every morning for the since 2007. 
My man been repeatedly getting them videos to me. So I'm starting to realize, like, yo, it don't have nothing to do with who you are, per se, in terms of, like, your name. But when people look at you as, you said you was going to do something, you got it done. When people look at you at in a 32, you know, in a 32-month span, you know what I'm saying? Boom, 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 boom. And you won't miss no game. They just treat you different than the person that, and I don't want to say this in a disrespectful way, but... Like you own the team, like my wife will say, and I ain't gonna say no names because I or teams because I don't want nobody to get their feelings hurt. But Diddy'll be like, uh, oh, I ain't even know nobody on that team. I ain't even I was like, it's a reason why you don't okay, I'll say this, the Lions. You know what I'm saying? The Come Lions. On. She'll be like, I, uh, who on the line? When Barry Sanders was on the line, she never asked who was on when Megatron was there, nobody are you hearing what I'm saying? But when dudes on the team and they ain't doing nothing. You like, oh, okay, I don't even know who they are. And so I'm starting to realize, bruh, if you want favoritism, like literally, if you want to be able to go places and people look out for you, you got to look at what you do and go, how can I in a 32-month span, like for my, what is my 32-month span? Like what would I have to accomplish and do? Like Ma, how many, Ma, uh, Jamal King, skyscraper, you know what I'm saying? Across the street from Obama's library. You feel what I'm saying? Whatever, like what would, what would, you know, what would that have to look like for you in your 32-month span for you to kind of get the type of numbers that even put you above the people that's in your industry? I didn't say in the NBA, Ma. I thought I would think that you make it to the NBA. That's enough. Like, you are one percenter to make it to the league. But they're saying that they're, they're the one percenter of the one percenter of the one percenter. And Michael Jordan is the one percenter made it to the league. The one percenter meaning that he's a lot better than most people, and the one percenter of everybody that played when he played. You, you feel what I'm saying? So, so when, you, when you become a, you execute at the level of a one percenter, people are just going to treat you different, bro. It's, it's not favoritism. It's executionism. But you know I had what's that so shirt crazy? on once. Somebody's like, you were ex execution? I was like, not like that, man. I mean, execution, like get stuff done. <laughs> but you know what? Even with the favoritism, I don't even think like nothing is wrong with with favoritism. Well, let's not just say at all. that. I don't think if you yeah, just even at look all. at the Bible, the favor, yeah. favor, if you look at the root of favoritism, is favor. And God yeah. showed favor to a lot of people in the Bible. Yeah. But if you yeah. look at those people that he showed favor to, they were all executors. When yeah. you look at well, let's let's Joseph, executor. Yeah. And then not only did God show him favor. But everybody else that he came in contact showed him favor too. You look at David, you look at Solomon, Abraham, Moses, Joshua. You look at just about anybody in the Bible who had favor on their life, they were executors too. So I think the two is just, you know, congruent. Both of them, you just can't have one without the other. When you execute on a high level, favor comes with it and, no and vice versa. So I don't know what it is uh, about that, but, you know, execution just is like a magnet. I guess to say to to favoritism, yeah, yeah absolutely. Was, nah, I don't see nothing wrong with it. I was gonna say the <laughs> other side of it though. Yeah, we talked about this with um, what's your guy? Baseball, um, yeah. Iron Man, um, Maul. In that space of time, I'm sure. Well, we know he got sick. We know that we got that recorded. You know what I'm saying? There's still other stuff that happened, so it still takes it to a whole nother level. It's not like he had a perfect day every single day. You know what I'm saying? It's not like Joseph had a perfect day. Joseph was in jail. You know what I'm yeah. saying? He got thrown in jail for something he didn't even do. You know what I'm saying? It's not like there was a perfect day. So I think when you talk about execution, it's cool. This is another level of 1% now. 
Because it's like, it's cool if I can execute when everything is going well, right? Mm. But we know in that time frame, bruh, it ain't everything going well. Like, it's almost like a gimme if, like, you get up every day, you're in great health, you this, that. You know what I'm saying? The weather's perfect, the sun out, everything's perfect. And you get up and do what you're supposed to. That's cool. That's that, that, excellent. But you do it, Maul, despite life. I'm yeah. sure, you know what I'm saying? In, in almost three years, Bro, yeah. there's a lot of stuff that happened. You know what I'm saying? He got kids. I'm sure somebody got injured. So it's stuff that happened, and you still didn't miss a game and executed at that level. That's, yeah, that's that's 1%. That, no, we got to call it out a point one percent Yeah, no question. That's where we at now. Yeah, no question. Yeah, I, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I want to make this practical for people because I had somebody call me, and they was just like, yo, it just feel like everything going wrong. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yo, like yeah. my girl, my kids, you know, my finances. And it was almost like, you know, uh, Charlie Brown, when he be walking around with that cloud and it's yeah. like only raining yeah. on him. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I want to, I want to, you know, because we talking about obviously, you know, Jordan and E and, you know, all of these amazing people. I want to talk about how execution in your own regular daily life for regular humans like myself and everybody else walks walking around E. What does that execution look like for them? You know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, yeah, you putting out videos, you doing this, but I'm getting up, I'm working a nine to five. I may not necessarily have the opportunities that y'all have to be, you know, building skyscrapers and doing all of this other stuff. Like what does execution look like in that daily life? Because I noticed that people who execute, regardless if you a millionaire, or you got a ton of money or you got no money, people who wake up and execute, that that cloud that follows people around, it doesn't follow people around to execute. You know what I mean? And so, right. e, what does it look that's like deep. on a daily basis wow, for deep. somebody who say, it, you know, I'm see, in a funk, E. You know what I'm saying? See, ain't no execution cloud. <laughs> no, right, right, right. No, it's not. You know not. what I'm saying? Ain't no execu- hey, you know what's funny, man? We were, uh, and I'm going to answer your question, but uh, Didi and I were talking yesterday and uh, Carl, and we were talking about a mall and just really trying to, you know how you always say, see, reverse engineer, reverse engineer. So, you know, we were trying to figure out like, all right, Maul, you know, because Maul is the nine to five millionaire. So for me, it's kind of easier for me to talk about Maul's life than it is mine. You know what I'm saying? Because people can make an excuse with me like, oh, you got a speaking gift. You know what I'm saying? I don't got, everybody ain't got no gift like that. And I'm like, well, I, I, I would debate that, Maul. I just think a lot of dudes that I grew up with, Chicago, Detroit, got the gift of gab. They just didn't see it as a business. Like, I saw my gift to gab. Like, I don't care what public school you go to. It's going to be some kids in that joker that's got the gift to gab. But people mm-hmm. just don't see that. You know what I'm saying? They don't see that as a profession. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I'd rather talk about Maul because you can see police officer. You feel me? So we were just talking, Maul, and it was like trying to go back to the back part. It was like, okay, what Maul get? Did Maul, was it the house? Was it because he had income with the whatever? Was it because of his parents? And Diddy was like, no, Ma had a rich mindset before he had anything else. Ooh, you feel what I'm saying? Ooh, Diddy was like, Ma was always rich. And <laughs> she was like, Ma been rich. Like, you could just tell by the way he think and whatever. He was rich before he was Like, he, he was rich before he had money. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Like, he saw things before. So I think, the, I think for everybody who executed the highest level, it is a mindset that we have. You know, um... Quiet as kept, Ma. We don't never talk about this, but I started with a GED program. That wasn't glorified. But yeah. for me, that was my start. For me, it was, I got a GED. I'm in college. Oakwood's theme was enter to learn, depart to serve. 
So I went to the hood. I went to the projects, Norwood, Mason Court, and I went and taught a GED program. So for me, it was like, E, after school, three o'clock every day, you need to be up at, you know what I'm saying? So I did an after school program. I'm teaching kids GD. I'm playing basketball with the kids in the hood. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm um, uh, bringing food out there. You might glorify this ET, but that was the same ET. I, you know, I just was like education. Let me do what I can. So I think first C, it requires a vision. Like you have to be a visionary, meaning you have to take whatever you have and see something greater. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, this is, uh, what's my man name? I don't want to get it wrong. Booker T. Washington? Is that who it was? Booker T. Washington, the Peanuts? Or Carter George, George Washington uh, Carver. George Washington Carver. Carver. George Carver. Washington Carver. Yo, Carver had, Carver, you saw a peanut. Carver saw 150 things to make out of it. You feel what I'm saying? Like, you just saw a peanut. My man saw 150 different things that he could do with a peanut. I'm like, bruh, who does that? So I think, see, it starts with, it doesn't matter if it's a peanut or if it's peanut butter or if it's a peanut butter sandwich. Like, it doesn't matter. And you know what's so funny? I, man, this is number two. And I heard this from a kid named Tyrone yesterday. He like the top uh, African-American in the uh, uh, crypto space, right? He said that he met me when he was like, just about to commit suicide, and he got a ticket, can't hear me preach. This dude says, see, to turn his life around, he said he would write a thank you letter to everybody that meant something to him every single day. He'd write a thank you letter. Whether he sent it to him or not, he would mm. write a thank you letter. Mm. So he was like, everything changed for him because he started looking at what he was thankful for versus what he didn't have. So he was like, yo, I still lived in a one-bedroom apartment with my parents in the projects. We still, my mom was still looking for a cash check in place every month to try to get some money before the cat so we could pay for electricity. He was like, nothing changed. It's just I started counting my blessings and I never looked at what I didn't have no more. And he was like, so I think the first one see is a vision. You see your circumstance as what it will become and not what it is right now. Like you are constantly waking up going, yo, this is gonna turn like this GED program is going to turn into a hip-hop preacher. You feel me? Number two, you know, count your blessings. And number three, here's why I think number one and number two is important. Because I think number one and two, everybody has. But number three, because you're looking at it in a positive way, you attack it in a way that the person who not positive don't attack it. So it's the, like, bro, I was treating a GD program like, I was about to be the next movie star. You know what I'm saying? I was treating it like this GED program, I'm about to change these kids' lives and whatever's next is go. And so to you, Ma, you said, Joseph, Joseph was a slave, bro. But, but Ma, he took, he took slavehood as if it was, you feel it, Ma, he was a yeah. slave. But he took being a slave like, Yo, I'm going to be the best slave I could be. And no, no point in 10. I don't want nobody out here, E, you, you promoting slavery. That don't, I, I, I didn't put Joseph in slavery. I'm yeah, just right, saying what right. the Bible said. My man was in slavery, and you never heard him complain. You never heard him question God. You never saw him look at it in a negative way. He was just like, yo, if I got to be a slave, I'm going to do my part. And I'm going to be the best slave out of all the slaves my man got. And with that mindset, Maul, in that attitude, you read where the Bible says that Potiphar was like, look here, bro, you got, you, man, you so good at what you do. 
Man, take everything. Only thing I'm going to ask you not to sleep with is my wife. And I'm asking. You feel what I'm saying? Because right. I ain't running nothing. You know what I'm saying? I know like, you could. I, I know I, you could. I know you got more juice than I got, bro. You got bro. swag. So the, I'm just, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, it is what it is. I'm, I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like, you running this. So, so, and I know my wife, because you so sweet with it, I know she going to be attracted to you because you got it going on. You feel me? So Joseph, as a slave, had all his power. And I'm saying, I said that to say, there are people who are at the bottom and you like, well, I'm not the boss. Well, I'm not the CEO. Well, I don't have that opportunity. I don't have that opportunity. Joseph took the opportunity he had and saw it as something unique and special. And as a result of seeing it as something unique and special, it became unique and special. Does that make sense, Ma? Yeah, no, that made perfect sense. And I think you named yeah. what? You named about three or four? Yeah. I think you might name three or four. So I'm going to say yes, number sir. five would be you know, for a person to start speaking it. So you said, come up with, you yeah. said the vision. You yeah. said, um, yeah. man, what else did you say? Oh, I said, yeah, for, yeah, vision. Yep. And gratitude. Be, yeah, be gra grateful for it. Yeah. Take full advantage of the opportunity that you have. Okay. You know yep. what I'm saying? If I could throw one in, I would say, then speak it. Yeah. You know, I hear Just so many it. people, you know, yeah. go back to what Didi said. And by the way, Didi hit it on the head. When y'all was just sitting back, yeah. she hit it on the absolute head without a doubt. And yeah. that was something that yeah. I had thought about even before. It was like, even when I was making $36,000 a year as a police officer, you're right. My mentality, though, was always was a a, like a, a rich was and well, even though I didn't have it, yeah. I still yeah. had it. Yeah. I had it inside of yeah. me. And I think my, my speaking, I used to, I, you might not, can't control in the beginning what's in your bank account. But you can definitely control what comes out of your mouth, you know. And so, man, life and death is in the power of the tongue. That's one of the one of my most favorite scriptures because it's so true. How many people speak death over their life? You know, how many people talk about how they're poor? Yeah, they literally good, will Mom. say the words, I'm poor. I don't have. They got a, a, a poor vocabulary coming out of their mouth and it's, it's transpiring in their life. And so... Man, speak those things that are not as though they were. Bro, when I was a police officer, Carl, making $36,000, I was speaking as though I was wealthy. I was speaking it into existence. And I don't know what it is, but when you speak something into existence, when you're speaking it, you know, let the weak say, I am strong. Let the sick say, I am healed. And I throw another one. Let the poor say, I am wealthy. You know, that's, and that's, 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 that's not in the scripture. That's me. Let, let the poor <laughs> say, I am healthy. So, I mean, I am wealthy. Yeah, it's okay. So it's you have to have, you, you yeah. can have a wealthy yeah. mentality, you know, and then at the same time, no matter what level you're on in life, you know, no matter what level, you could still stand out. If you look at, you know, even as Joseph, like you said, he, even as a slave, he was still standing out. When I was in the police department, I was still standing out no matter what level I'm on. Well, let's yeah, go I'm there real quick, Ma. Let's go there. I want, I, want, yeah. I want to make it practical. All right, cool. So this is a, maybe a, a great time to give you know, some practicality and some and some real takeaways here. So yeah. you are the only blue collar worker that we have on this podcast, right? You Chicago police officer, $36,000. How many people came and enrolled, like uh, enrolled, what do they call it when you the cohort comes in? You, uh, initiation, what is it called? When all of y'all became cops at the same time, like your class. Oh, a ceremony? Yeah, uh, so how many yeah, was in Our graduation? 
Right. How many were in that? How many police officers graduated? Do you remember how many you graduated with? Yeah, probably in my class, um, for all the classes of 2000, it might have been about a few hundred, maybe about three, three, four hundred that came in in that ceremony, that commencement ceremony. Okay, cool. And of that 300, everybody came in. Was everybody, did they start people out at different amounts or? No, everybody starts off at the same amount. Okay, so everybody starts off at the same amount. And then relatively speaking, you pretty much had the same schedule. Like somebody might work nights or days or whatever, but hour-wise, you pretty much had the same schedule. Exactly the same. All right, cool. So I'm going somewhere. Everybody out there, this we can get your nugget of the day right here. So you have everybody's coming in at the same pay. Everybody has the same hours. Everybody has a, a similar job description. And you pretty much from that point forward, you say, all right, go, right? You put the game starts, right? Right. Walk us through how Maul then becomes the nine to five millionaire and somebody else who may have said that they wanted. Now, mind you, I always go back to that. Not what we said we wanted. I don't care. If you don't care about having no bread in the bank like that, you just want to live check to check. And that's what you said you wanted to do. Cool. But for those of you who say you want more, right? And I'm sure there were some other cops who was like, yo, I'm going to work this for two, three years, or I'm going to do this. I'm going to do like, and it didn't happen for them, right? Let, like, let's find out what those daily steps were. What was that routine? Like, what made you different? And I'm sure there, and I know there's other cops that are doing very well as well. There's other cops yeah. who execute at a high level as well. But I'm saying from that cohort, three, 400 people, we get the same amount of pay. We got the same hours. We got the same boss. We got the same job. We got the same opportunity, everything. What was it on a daily basis of execution that allowed you to get to where you are today, where you retired early, where you, you know, obviously are a millionaire and doing very well? What were those daily execution steps back then? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I believe and, and, that. And contrast those to the habits that other people who didn't blow up had. Yeah, and I and I and a, a simple answer is I believe that those other 300 or 299 other people officers they focused and they put everything into the eight hours that they were working the job. I put everything mm, into the good, 16 Mom. hours. Yeah. That I was mm, off the job. I was. Okay. Mm. So they focused on the eight hours that they were at work. I focused yeah. on the other 16. And they relaxed. That's it. So Organifi, brought to you by Organifi. <laughs> you said what, E? Oh, brought to you by Organifi. We <laughs> threw them all. That's it. And this is, and that's that's it. That's, this is so yeah. true. And I think people need to yeah. catch this. Most yeah. people go to work for those eight hours. And they feel like at the end of the that's day, good, once they get man. off work, that's they good. feel like their day is over with. Shut that's down. Good. I went to work. With the kind of mindset, like, man, once I get off this job, my, my day is just I starting. I can really go to work. Like, literally, yeah. my day is just starting. And so people are missing, so I'm doubling. So whatever they're accomplishing in those eight hours, I'm a, for, for the job, I'm, accompli- I'm accomplishing 16 hours for myself mm. on the other side. And so I think that I've always, see, to go back to your question, I always kept a, I think people, and people need to really get this, People have a mentality. While they were working those eight hours, they were working those eight hours for today. Everything, every, and society has a today mentality. What can I get today? Or my check in the next week, my seven, how many hours am I working? How much money am I making? Everything that I was doing at the time, see, was always geared towards what my life is going to look like tomorrow. I understood that the reason why I'm part of this 300 it's not because of what we're in this class today. It's because of everything I accomplished in school or whatever several years ago. 
So I realized that if I don't do something today for the future, then I'll always be living in what life looks like today. And I think a lot of those 300 officers, they just focused on everything that was in front of them while I went in front of my future. And I think you have to do that. When Joseph even was, was, was working for Potiphar, when he was, he was working towards the future, everything, you have to have a future mentality. You can't, you know, a lot of people in the situation they're in today, you can't get out of that situation without taking care of what life is going to be like tomorrow. And I think a lot of people miss that. You have to set yourself up. You got to set the future you up. And so that's what I was doing. I knew that. And it's going to take a sacrifice in the beginning. In the beginning, it's going to seem like today you're not receiving any of the benefits of what you're doing. But later on in the future, you got to remember, you're setting that individual up. And so, see, that's what I was doing. I, I said, OK, I'm going to take these next five years, these next you know, five years, and I'm just going to grind for the man that I am going to become for the life that I'm going to have while everybody else was focusing on, I want that car today. I want to I wanna get that check. I want to take this trip today. And I understood that I could focus on today, but I'm not going to have much different 10, 15 years from now than I have today. But if I focus on where I want to be, if I meet my future, if I meet, if I invest to the man I'm going to become, then this is how my life is going to look several years from now. And I think that's what I did. <clears throat> yeah. And, and I, only uh, Carl, Maul and E, when you ask them specific questions, they'd be off in Joseph and Potter. Y'all be waxing deep. <laughs> uh, I want you to talk to the people. And that was beautiful. It was. It was very helpful. But I, I thought it was great, Maul. I want to literally I know thought it was great, what Ma. you did different on the deck. Because here go the thing. You, you said something, right? And I, I'm just, I'm playing devil's advocate. That's yeah. my job on this podcast. So you said, after my eight hours, that's when the real work started. Well, yep. guess what? Most people tire when they come off of work. Why are most people tired when they come off of work? Probably because, one, they exercise and diet might not be the best, right? So when I get off work, I'm cracking a beer. I'm trying to sit back. And chill because I'm burnt out from the day. Like there were some practical things that even allowed you to have the energy to even have you. You see what I'm saying? Like a lot of people well, got good but, intentions. Yeah, you yeah. ain't got the energy yeah, yeah, to get can, it done. Can, you feel me? Ma, let like, me say this though, Maul. I, I think this is where people go wrong. I I don't think people understand Maul that you're not gonna have energy when your focus is on a job you don't want to be at. So <laughs> so when you get off work, the reason why Maul said after work he was doing the real work. Bruh, you energized. Like, so let me say this. I know dudes that do an eight to 10 hour job and you tired when you get off work, but you got a little girlfriend to live. I, and I, two, I'm, two, I'm talking about, two, I was right two thinking that with over. you. Bruh, you, you about get to get in the, in the whip and drive. Just hit the grown man gift sound to fuck me. <laughs> hey, just saying, you got oh, a lot oh, of energy. Come on, man. All I said is, listen, listen to what I'm trying to tell you. It ain't got nothing to do with what you drinking, what you eating, what you exercise. You're not exercising. At that it's age, it has everything to, to do with energy. And when, yeah. you, when you're doing something you love, like you look at people that do what they love, you just see this joy. It's, it's like it charges you, Maul. So like when you're doing something you don't want to do, it seems like it drains your energy. When you're doing yeah. something you want to do, it's like, bro, anytime I'm asked to clean baseboards, I can't explain it to you, bro. I just lose my energy. I don't care if I just woke up. I don't yeah. care if I just got up. I just finished running. I just finished eating my best meal ever. I just don't have energy to clean baseboards, bro. I just don't. But if you say, hey, E, I got this little teenager that I need you to holler at real quick. My man going through it. 
and I need you to talk to him. Bruh, I could talk to little man for three hours. And when I finish talking to him, you could bring me another little shorty that I'm going to talk to. Why? We get energized by what we love. We get drained okay, by e, what, but what we hate. Okay, right. So, E, and to your point, then, if I got a job and it's cleaning baseboards, like what if your job was cleaning baseboards? That's okay. If that, Ma said it. Then for that eight hours, I might be drained. But as soon as I leave and I get to work on what I want to work on, now all of a sudden I got that energy. So I'm just saying. Nah, I don't know, those of you Sometimes have, them baseboards will drain your energy to where uh, when no, you get nah, 14. No, you're no, like, no, hey, no. And get I'm, your little butt out of my face too. No, no. And, and I'm going to tell you why I won't. <laughs> because we were drained going to those meetings at Michigan State. We were drained having to deal with some of those supervisors. Yep. But, bro, that nighttime when we did that, the advantage, <laughs> when we hit the advantage, bro. A whole that, different bro, energy. We, I'm talking about we was pumped up, ready to go, lights, camera. We wasn't even getting paid for that, Ma. We, wasn't yep. nobody giving us a check for that. But when we saw five kids come in, 20 kids come in, 50 kids come in, 100 kids come in, 150 kids come in, 200 kids, the DJ doing his thing. Bro, we was like, I, bro, I was just like, ah, I can't <laughs> wait to. And so here's the cool thing. I'm sorry, here's the bad thing, then the cool thing. The bad thing is when you're doing what you hate, baseboards, and that's all you're doing, you're going to keep getting energy, energy gone, gone, gone. But when you're doing something you love, it will even help you do what you hate doing. You feel me? I'm just being real. Like, I, I could get up and go to Michigan State University for the advising boy because I knew the advantage was coming or because I knew the kids from the advantage was coming up to the job. So, so I want to say, more before you break it, break it down, we cannot underestimate the power of the mindset. We cannot underestimate that there are individuals who are depressed or individuals who are stressed and individual, and it has nothing to do with you being a bad person. Everything you're doing, you hate. And so you must find something that you love because if you do it long enough, the GED program, the Advantage program, listen to me, y'all. If y'all want to go back to the greatest video that we ever did that really opened up the door for us, it was at the advantage. It, some of the best videos you've ever seen us do, it was at the advantage. And so going to a place that we didn't like, but doing something that we loved in the, in the job we didn't like set us up to be able to do something we love forever. And I don't know what it was about Joseph being a slave, but it was something about, one, his thing was, Whatever my hand find to do, whether I yeah. feel like doing it or not, I'm going to do it. Like, yeah. listen to what I'm trying to tell you. There are those of you who are never going to blow up because the eight to five you do have, you pick and choose when you want to do it great. You feel me? No. The greats do what they, the greats do it great even when they don't feel great mm. because they're not committed to how they feel. Their name is on it. So some of you are failing because you do have a job and you are getting paid from it and you're not doing what you're supposed to do. And you're looking to go to Jamal's level when you're not taking... Jamal said he he hawked my man down like it was football. Maul said my man, he, cha he chased little man with a gun. Like he was playing football. So Maul had brought that football men mentality into a job that he didn't really want to be on. But he bought right. that spirit. Little man shooting at Maul. Little man about to shoot Maul's head off. Maul gets up the next day, put his uniform back on, and is like, let's go to work. And so I want to say bump 
after work, some of you are not doing the work that you're supposed to do serious. Like the, the, the small thing that you've been given to do, you don't want to do that. Why? Oh, you in a funk. You stressed out. You got an attitude. Here's what I tell people, see. You got to grow up. You got to get to a point when you don't do your job well, give some of your check back. You feel mm-hmm. me? Like, just whoa, grow up. Whoa, whoa, another I, I, podcast. Some, another podcast. I'm just saying, give some of your check idea. back. Be, because here's the deal, see. You want the, you want the company to always be at a high. You want the company to always give you your check, always give you insurance, always give you your benefits. But when you come and give 70%, you I'm saying, bruh, oh, look at I what you're doing. You're like, man, I get 80% all week. Give me 20% oh. of my money back. You, oh, and, and, and look, please. And here's, here's where I picked it up from, the cable. I'm like, okay, so I don't pay y'all on time, y'all mm. punish me. But when my cable be off for the two, three days, I ain't never seen nobody prorate me. I ain't never seen nobody go, it was a storm, you didn't get yeah. your cable for two. Never. And so I'm saying, never. for me, Ma, I got to a point, even in my job, where like Joseph, I said, it doesn't matter if it's free, if I'm getting paid, if I like it or I don't like it. I mean, I'm not going to talk about it, but even today, I had an excuse for not showing up. Yeah. You feel me? I have a very good excuse for not being here today. But I wasn't about to be like, she was like, E, you want to talk about it? I'm like, I'm good. I don't want to talk about it. Let's just do the podcast. Let's yeah. just, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's go. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So I'm not going to sit here. And this is probably one of the, man, of all my life, this is probably one of the, man, worst days of my life. You feel me? Like, this is probably one of the most worst days of my life, one of the most emotional days of my life. But I'm not not about to do the podcast. You feel me? We was like 10 o'clock. And what I'm what I'm experiencing is going to happen before the podcast. It's going to happen after the podcast. And it's probably going to affect me for the rest of my life. But I, I'm not going to not do the podcast because I don't feel my best. Because the yeah. podcast is not a feeling. Yeah. Excellence is not a feeling. Mm-hmm. Excellence mm-hmm. is show your butt up. And, and because why? Because even though you're having the worst day possibly of your life, the reality is there are other people who are having the worst day right. of their life and you can help them with their life by showing up in your Are you hearing what I'm saying, Ma? So yeah. I feel what CJ's saying, but I'm saying I don't think it happens after work. For a lot of you who are failing, I think it's happening at work. <laughs> you're not doing what you're supposed to do at work. You, you're not taking that responsibility serious. Like, you're not going to work with the right mindset. You, you're not, you, you, whatever they paid you to do, whatever they expected from you. Man, I'm looking at Tom Brady like, bruh, you 40-some years old in your 23rd year Man. and somebody mm. going to take you back? Like, bruh, somebody, Ma, you mean to tell Crazy. me an NFL team about to clear their roster for a 48, 49-year-old, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Seems about to clear your whole roster. <laughs> I'm just saying, bruh. Come on, Ma, Ma, you about to and, and and the the number one position, one of the most important positions. It can't be but one other more important position than that. Maybe linebacker. I don't know, but the quarterback is the most important position. You about to clean your whole roster to bring mm. somebody who what 44, 45, 23rd season back? Absolutely. Why? Because age does not have an execution. You know what I'm saying? It's not how long you've been. It's not if you can execute. I don't care who you are, and at the level that Brady is executed, I will take you over a 22, 23-year-old who oh, just okay. came in the league, bro. No, hey, let no me, expiration let me, so, on uh, execution. <laughs> execution. Hey, Ma, I want to go back to one thing. We said it before. Give me my check back. <laughs> hey, but for real, for real, Ma, 
like, and I'll give this analogy, and they will go. I'll say something real quick. Ma, if you said in your mind that you're about to do ten push-ups, what happens at number eight? I'm about to stop. Yeah, you getting ready? Like, to, like for you're real, you getting ready to, getting ready to, ready to stop. stop. You like, like, I got two more, Carl. I got two more I to got go. Two more. So I just want to make it real, real simple. Mm. If you in your mind set up this, just and Didi answered the whole podcast. Yeah, Ma had a mindset. E, I'm gonna read one scripture and I'm gonna stop. And Joseph dreamed a dream. Bruh, mm. he dreamed a dream when he was 17 years old that he was going to be a leader. Now, he didn't understand it. Let me just say it like that. He didn't understand it. It wasn't like he was clear. It wasn't a clear picture, but there was something that he knew. Go back a couple of scriptures further. It said his dad gave him a coat, many colors. So there's something in Joseph that every day when he woke up, he knew, yo, there's something special about me. There's something mm. that I'm here to do. And I'm just saying that's the answer to the, to the problem that we're dealing with. You got to believe first that it's something that you're here for. It's yeah. something that you're supposed to do. And it does not matter what today look like because I saw the dream. And if you don't have a dream, that's where the root of the problem is, Ma. If you got a dream, then everything else falls into place. I know I got to do 50 push-ups, not five. Yeah. So even though I'm at five and I'm getting tired, I got 50 to do. There's a dream that puts me somewhere. So I'm just saying, you got to dream your dream. And I think at your because, job. At, yeah, at, at your that's job. That's great. You, you hit it on the head, bro. I, when I was there, go back to what you're talking about, see, when I was there, man, I always looked past. I looked past, like the police was not my final destination. Yeah. So I yeah, still man. had more lifting to do. I still How much had more. Uh, more well, I don't think I ever asked you, like, in terms of like what your enthusiasm level about the actual police getting up on the daily, like, I, I know you never said, like, oh, I hate being a cop, but like, when you woke up every day to put on your uniform, was you like, because I ain't going to lie, when we was at state, I was pissed. Like, I, yeah. I didn't feel like going in that joint. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I, I was still getting the bridge in the bright, whatever street he lived on, and getting him up. <laughs> like, let's what go. What did you say, E? <laughs> I thought I was still getting you up, like, Fact. let's go. Picking you up, oh, like, yeah, let's go. Oh, yeah, 100%, because I did not want to be there. I'm yeah. saying, when, you, like, Ma, you worked 20 years as a police officer. When you yeah. woke up just on a random Wednesday, how were you feeling about going in to the job? Bro, it could have been a random Saturday. Um, it, it, I worked midnights. <laughs> I worked midnights for the first two years. So imagine you newly married and, you know, life is really just going. And at midnight, at 11, I used to leave. You know, I didn't live far from my job. So at 11.30 at night, Camille sleep. Here it is. I'm getting up in Chicago, cold weather. And I would have to get up and drive into the police department to deal with other people's problems. That's, that's all you do is deal with other people's problems. So I never was enthused, right? But what kept me, what made me get up was knowing that it's not going to always be like this. And I think somebody need to really write them words down that's listening. It's not going to always be like this. And that's what I used to constantly tell myself. So no, I was never excited. Matter of fact, I refused to even go buy new uniforms, see? I refused to buy new uniforms. I would just wear, they give you a uniform allowance every single year. They give you money in your check to go buy new uniforms. I would take that money and add it to my investment account, you know, to invest, to invest more in more properties. I didn't want to buy new uniforms just because I didn't want to make myself feel like I was going to be here longer than what I said I was going to be here. It was things that I did where I, 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 would, I would play this little trick in my mind like I'm not gonna be here. Like I, I, I would, I would like I wasn't there. Even when I was at work, 
I was really like a real estate broker. I would be driving around. They would tell us to go patrol a certain area. Like we need is a lot of gang activity. We need more police. I would be that person to tell my supervisor like, hey, I'll be the one to go drive in the area. I go, and a lot of people didn't want to go in the area because they might've been shooting and things like that. I would go though to look at properties in the area. I mm. was like, literally, I was at physically, I was at the police department. But mentally, I was a multimillionaire in real estate already. Didi said that while I was being a police officer. So those were the things that kept me getting up. Those were the things that kept me coming back after I got shot at. After, you know, I dealt with um, Uncle Fred, you know, the, 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 the guy who uh, oh, my first know call number. Yeah, the manure. Yeah, the, the manure. Cow manure. <laughs> said manure. You know what I'm saying? It, those were the things that, that kept me going. It was that when I came back home, though, from work, you know, I got off work at 8 in the morning. I come back home, and I still see Camille laying in the bed peaceful. Mm. You know, had a great night rest. Mm. I might have locked up four or five people, got shot at, you know, manure, <laughs> manure all on me from, you know, from different people. But I still was like, it's not going to always be like this. And did I know that I was going to turn out like this? No. But one thing I did know is that if I didn't do this, I knew the police department already broke down to me in my orientation what I was going to turn out like. Exactly they already showed it to happen. me. Yep. So I said, all right, my worst case scenario is what they offering. That's my worst case scenario. They're going to give me a pension. They're going to take care of me. They're going to give me 50% and all of this other stuff. But if, if I stay persistent, if I keep on getting up every day and working towards this vision, like he said in the beginning, this vision, this goal that I set for myself, this is what I can turn out like years from now. And so I think I held on to that vision. And I think that most people, most people that's working a nine to five world, they don't have that vision. See, so they stuck. They just in the rent. They in the rat race. They in that hamster wheel. Every single day they get up and then they go to work and then they come home and then they do the same thing over and over again. And they get depressed in that. I had something totally. I knew what was waiting on me. And remember what I just us? said. It was uh -huh. waiting on me. I knew my future was waiting on me. It wasn't that I'm waiting on it. It was waiting on me. It was waiting on me to become so that I can. So everything that I was doing led me to exactly where I'm at today. Can you give us just a quick, I just want to uh, quickly, like, show us what you work with a lot of police officers. Yeah. Show us what your schedule looked like when you had to work midnights. I just want, just for somebody out there, they, I'm telling you, I know people always hit me like, yo, y'all said this, but you didn't say Yep. Walk us through literally like your schedule versus an average police officer at that time schedule. Like you had to be there at 12. Like what time did Absolutely. you wake up, eat, yep. work out, everything? Yep. We all get there at 12 o'clock, right? Boom. Roll call. We all go into the roll call office. We're all in there together. We getting told what took place in the city or in our district, in our area right before we got to work, right? We get briefed on everything that took place. So you just not going out there on the street blinded. Once you got a roll call, you go get your radios, boom, you go into your squad car. Once you're in your squad car, instantly you have a thing that's called a PDT. It's a computer system where the dispatchers are telling you, giving you your calls. They're sending you all of the calls you got to go to in your area. And then so for the like the first four hours, so let's say to like three, four in the morning, you just humping, right? You go into call domestics, uh, shots fired, batteries, robberies, burglaries. You go into all of this, these different calls and either you make an arrest or you clearing it out and, you know, it's a 19 Paul, meaning no action necessary, nothing taken. Once that radio hit about four in the morning, it gets dead. That's why I work midnights, E, 
Most people want to fight to work the day shift. That's working from, let's say, eight in the morning, right? Eight to three or eight to four, um, you know, nine to four, eight to three. Those are the people that, that, that they want that. They want to feel regular. I didn't want to feel regular. I wanted to work midnights because I knew that from the from from 12 o'clock to 4 a.m. I was going to work. But from four to eight, I would it'll be just dead. So once that clock hit four o'clock, the radio would just stop. You would barely hear any dispatcher giving out jobs. At that moment, that's where the difference maker took place. Mm. Most of the officers, they would have their DVD players and they would be watching movies. You had a group that would just watch movies all night. You a had whole another, DVD player, you had another, this is this is This is the separation point. You had another group of officers that would go to Dunkin' Donuts and they had the Dunkin' Donut crew. Ooh, I mean, it was Dunkin like... Dunkin' Donuts, uh, ball. <laughs> Bruh, they would go to Dunkin' Donuts, eat... And they would just drink coffee. They would sit around, get a Danish or a Long John, and they would just talk about, you know, nothingness. I call it nothingness. It would be the same conversation every single day. You mm-hmm. had the, the other crew that wanted to sleep because they had part-time jobs, right? So as soon as they got off mm. work, they went to a part-time job, meaning they worked security at a mm. school or they worked uh, security at a bank or did something like that. So they wanted to take a nap while they were at work. Then you had the difference makers. Hmm. <laughs> Give me my then money you had back. the Joseph. Then you had the Joseph. <laughs> where it was at the point where it was like, okay, cool. I would tell my partner, my partner liked to take a nap. I would tell my partner, all right, cool. The first four hours you drive, because he didn't like to write either. So since it was busy, the first four hours you drive, and I'm gonna do all the writing. The second four hours, I'm gonna drive and I'm gonna let you just sleep. During that time period, E, I would have all of my real estate listings printed out, and I would already have them mapped to where I was going to go. So during those four hours where it was just dead time, I would drive around the city of Chicago and patrol the area, police visibility, but I would be looking at properties. I would be looking at abandoned buildings. I would be writing down addresses, and then I can get to my real estate broker the next day. During that time, I would make sure that I would read uh, some type of motivational book. I would I would listen to motivational um, YouTube. I would listen to you, E. I would listen to Les Brown on YouTube. You know, during that time, I would work out for an hour. I had a whole breakdown of those. I never slept. I never slept during those four hours. I would use those four hours to better me to what I was doing in the future. While every, so I would gain four hours a day on everybody else that was just working and going to sleep and doing mm. whatever else they were doing. Mm. And I wanted y'all to hear that, man, because I want, uh, like, yeah, for real, they need to think hear. about your day. Yeah. Think about the time you have. Yep. Think about yep. what you're doing with that time. Think about are you executing at the level you should be executing on. And I just wanted y'all to hear it from somebody who worked a blue-collar job and was just making and shaking them off times. And so, now nah, I appreciate that, man. Great conversation, fellas. Um, man, I do want to get into something else real quick, man. This is a, a very special, special guest. Um, never in my life... Um, have I had somebody from the dubs uh, come on the podcast? I'll explain that in a minute. Uh, but without further ado, why don't and you really help execute me at a high uh, level. welcome my homie, Lance's finest, Samantha Lurie. Are you in the building? Come on. Come on down. No yes. point attention. Let's go. What's Sam, up? Sam, what's happening? Eat that mic. Oh, can you hear me yet? There she go. Yeah, she can. Yeah, we got you set, set up. Okay. Okay. You, yep. Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? What's up, CJ? What's happening, man? It's good to have you on. How you feeling? 
I'm feeling great back in the hometown. Good to see you all. Okay, I'm in the Sam, famous we, studio. Okay. No, studio. But before we, hey, before we get started, uh, this is the first time we've had somebody who uh, uh, went to high school with myself. Uh, she was a little younger, but um, Maul has these visions of like what he used to be back in the day as an athlete, as a, you know, kind of. And, and so when I tell yeah, my stories, you know, they get that little resistance. So. Uh, can you tell? I'm not gonna leave, but can you tell the people what CJ was like in high school? Listen, I remember CJ as a leader wearing his sexton jersey with the towel around his neck. That's mm. yeah, the towel around his neck, walking around the dub. Um, you know, awesome athlete, awesome person, talking you know to everybody, working the crowd. You know what I'm <laughs> but yes, excellent athlete. Man, Sam, I got a question leader, for you. Just, like, so what happened uh-huh. to CJ over the years? <laughs> Where did we go wrong? Right, what happened? Wow. Hey, nothing about me. Nothing about me. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I just had somebody from the crib, somebody from Lansing, uh, who could vouch for the rep. But um, in all seriousness, man, we are here uh, today for an amazing cause. Sam uh, has been a close friend of ours years. Um, anything we have ever needed behind the scenes, she's always been there. Y'all know E got camps and mentoring and tutoring, and Sam has been responsible for just a number of things as it relates to uh, school days, just anything that we do. Sam is always in the mix. Um, she was at St. Louis, uh, I believe, one, during one of E's famous speeches, and um, she was teaching there, doing an incredible job. But we found out about a program that she had, and um, man, I'm so proud. Seriously, y'all, like, no jokes, like, her being from Lansing and what she's been able to do. And I mean, bootstrapping this thing. Um, when we got to, I believe St. Louis, uh, she told Ian and I about a program that she had. And it was called, at, at the time, was it called Show Me Costa Rica? Because I know it's called Show Me the World now. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, at the time it was called Show Me Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. And she was taking kids straight from the neighborhood to Costa Rica. And me and E were just like, yo, what? And they were going to the rainforest and they were documented and and the kids were going over there and their lives were just being changed. And E and I were like, yo, this is incredible. And so, Sam, I'll let you kind of talk about the origins of it. And then we're going to bring a couple students on. But talk about the origins of kind of how this thing got started and um, where it's at now. Just kind of run us through, you know, the whole origin of it. Yes, thank you so much, first of all, for having us on and and elevating the story and our students. They are so excited to jump on here, let me tell you. Um, But yeah, so like you said, see, it was originally called Show Me Costa Rica Project. So Missouri is the show me state. I was a biology teacher at the time. So going and traveling to Costa Rica made the most sense. Um, And so really what happened is I went with a group of students um, from Vishon High School and we went over to one of the most affluent high schools, like in the St. Louis area. They did a job or sorry, school shadowing experience. Um, and they just realized that there were inequities. Right. And they saw experiences that they didn't get to have at their own high school. And one of those was an international trip flyer. And they came back and they said, Miss Larry, we want to do that. And I was like, oh, yeah, that would be great. But like, how are we going to fund that? Right. 
And so it was a total community collaboration effort to raise that $25,000 in that first year um, to provide a transformational educational experience. And I mean, it was just amazing. It was life-changing and you know, now we are called Show Me the World and mostly because we're a nonprofit organization now. And in addition to that, we've traveled to more than Costa Rica. So we've been to Panama, we've been to Nicaragua, and we've been to Costa Rica. And, you know, speaking to what you all were just speaking about is like seeing the future, right? Show me Africa. We want to go to all the countries, right? We want to take all our students to all the countries. And so forecasting into the future we changed it to show me the world because that's where we're heading. We're headed all over the world. Yeah, no, that's beautiful, man. And then, so this, like, tell the people, this is like, you raise this money and then the students, they get all expenses paid, right? They Flights, hotels, they get spending money, like everything, right? Yep, so it's a year-long program. And um, so it is $3,000 per kid for the whole year and the trip experience. Um, essentially, they're going through entrepreneurial workshops, science workshops, um, cultural immersion and leadership. And so they're really developing, you know, as global citizens, as leaders throughout the whole year as entrepreneurs. Um, and then when they get to go on that journey for, for nine days in Costa Rica, they're, you know, they're in folk, they're experiencing folklore evenings. They're walking through the rainforest. I always tell people it's crazy because only 7% of our students at the school um, the year that they traveled scored proficient or advanced on the biology like state exam. But 90% of our students who traveled with us to Costa Rica that year scored proficient or advanced. It's one thing to, you know, read in the textbook. It's another thing to walk through the rainforest and, oh, there's an epiphyte. What's an epiphyte? Oh, there's mutualism, commensalism. It's a whole different experience. Man, amazing. So we all always talking about that exposure. That exposure is yeah. key. Um, and I think, you know, going back to the... Ex okay, oh, sorry. He, he always interrupts. Keep going, yeah. Sam. Sorry, but I think um, that exposure is key for our students, right? The transformational experience, being able to immerse themselves in a brand new experience and to see the world. They deserve to see the world, right? But also, our students have so much brilliance. Um, the world deserves to see them, too. Yeah. And so... Yeah. There was uh, one of our, our partners at the uh, Two Fly Foundation, Brandon, he, he said that the other day. I just kept thinking about that. Um, even on that first time experience, we were like traveling with a student group from Minnesota. And I remember they wanted to be with our kids. They're like, oh, they're journaling. They know all the facts about the rainforest and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And they wanted to be with us. And, and our kids, um, our world deserves to experience our students and the brilliance of our students as well. So it's okay. a, a total process. And now we got we got product now. We got product. We moving weight. Um, do you want to talk about that now or do you want to wait till the kids come on? What, what, uh, you want to tell us about the, the coffee? Yeah, I'll let the kids tell you all about it. Uh, our co-founder, Sylvester Chisholm, um, who has been instrumental in our, our coffee business and the kids are out there selling coffee. So they're very much in the process of fundraising the money the whole time and they'll be able to share more. But I'll pass Beautiful. this out to you. Beautiful. Let's get them on real quick and I'll let them see what's going on. But I see the packaging. I love it. Come on, man. This thing done grow. Show me, show me, show me. This thing Shout done out show me, show for me. helping sponsor. 100% <laughs> proceeds benefit. I love it. 
Yeah, we can't hear you. How What's you doing? What's going on, y'all? Can y'all hear us? Yep, yes, yep, sir. Yep. We can't hear you. We can't oh, hear you. You got us messed up. You're all right. Take nah, your time. You no, Maul, no, Maul we can't hear you. take about two hours to get his going, so. And CJ take about four <laughs> hours to shave that big head of his. Let <laughs> 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 me, uh... Yeah, text him and tell him just talk. Yeah, okay, just text there we go. Him okay, we can talk. hear y'all now. Can y'all hear us? Yeah, yeah we, we got you fine. loud and clear. Oh, uh, we 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 heard you Sylvester, from the beginning. What's up, brother? This is <laughs> we CJ. Heard yeah, we heard you from the whole time. What's going on, CJ? Good to see y'all again. It's, it's been a while. Man, we are sitting here chopping it up with Sam. Man, congratulations to y'all, man. I'm I'm only thing I'm mad about is I ain't got the hoodie yet. I don't know how that you know <laughs> it slipped by me. I didn't get the gear yet. But um, I definitely need the gear. But Sam is, you know, kind of ran down to us, kind of the origins of this thing and where y'all taking this thing, man. And um, kudos, man. Seriously, congratulations to take, you know, students abroad, man. It, it takes a ton of effort, it takes a ton of commitment, dedication, execution, like we've been talking about on this podcast. Um, why don't you tell us about the the coffee business and kind of how that came about? Okay, okay. So. Um First off, first off, we got to say something to you all because you all have really been supporting us since mm -hmm. day one, and um, I know I know y'all wanted to share something with the with the guys. Yeah, we just want to give you a big thank you for supporting our business and you know getting us through the door with the coffee because it really like gave us a breakthrough. Mm -hmm. You know, it really got us through the door. So thank you. Absolutely. And introduce yourself, man. What's your name? Uh, my name is Storm White. Storm. Yeah, I'm a, um, I'm in 11th grade. I'm a junior. Good to meet you, bro. Good to meet you, too. I'm Delante, and I'm a senior. Okay, Delante, senior. What, what were you thinking about going to school at? Um, I've actually been accepted to a college in California called Columbia College Hollywood. Come right. on, man. Let's Come go. on, let's man. Go. Look at that. Let's go. All right, let's go. Right, let's go. Um, yeah, so go, yeah, go ahead and break it down to us, man. How did the coffee get started, and, and what are y'all doing with it? Okay, so we were in Costa Rica, right? We take the kids to Costa Rica every year for the last eight years, nine years. And... um. This was maybe five years ago and we were in a grocery store and, and Samantha is loading up a suitcase full of coffee from Costa Rica. Right. And um, and we realized some of the best coffee in the world comes from Costa Rica right. because of the soil quality, the volcanoes, all of that. And I was like, you know what, if we're taking all these souvenirs back to the States, we were talking with some of the students. They had already been on a coffee forum, did a whole tour and learned, like I said, coffee, some of the best coffee in the world comes from Costa Rica. Yeah. So we like, what if we use this as a tool to teach entrepreneurship to our students and then we can level up our fundraising for our, for our students where it's something that is sustainable and we have our own product. That just like, like that entrepreneur brain just kind of kicked in like, okay, we can do this and put it together. And we, we figured it out. The right people kept showing up for us. We started in those little, little craft bags with some mm -hmm. printed out labels. We started real small with it. Um, but then now we're at the farmers markets, uh, we're in grocery stores. And, and like our, our guys, Delante and Storm just said, um, you know, CJ, you all, ET, the whole team supporting us to help level up our branding. It's been incredible. Uh, the response. Every time we go to the farmer's market, we selling out like and, and that's been a big help. I love it. Uh, Delante, um, why don't you tell us a little bit, man, about what what traveling Where First of all, where did, where have you been during your time there? Where, where have you studied abroad and um, kind of what has it done for you, man? 
I actually haven't studied abroad yet, but just being in a program has like helped me out so much. When I started, I was like super shy and reserved, but getting to know everybody that's in the program and aspects like the farmer's market and talking to strangers just opened me up a lot more. And like mm-hmm. learning more about Costa Rica and just everything they have there that we don't have here has been a great experience. So are you going to Costa Rica then? Is that the, when, when are y'all going? To, what's the date? Look, he like, come on. Uh, no, we're going. So at the end of the school year, uh-huh. we're going in May. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So we, we're super excited about that. Um, and we're on the tail end of, of our fundraising goal. Delante is like an OG in the program. He was in the program that's, pre-pandemic. That's so... I mean, his story, man, is just is really been crazy. His perseverance to stick with it because you came in what you were a sophomore, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with the pandemic and things being postponed, yeah. yeah. Um, so he's really been a strong leader for us. And, and, and that's why there's some it? hesitation there because it's like, oh yeah, well, our trip has been postponed two times now. Um, and so right, right. there's some hesitation there of like, is it going to happen, right? Um, and so we had a, a presentation. About a month ago, um, where students do have to be vaccinated in order to travel this summer, and we've got the green light, and so um, they're ready, they're committed, right? And we've got the green light right now, so we're trying to finish Come that on. fundraising goal. And Delante has been in there for two years, showing up on virtual calls, like how you all were talking earlier, right? Not missing things, even showing up at the farmers market some days when we didn't have the farmers market that day. <laughs> um, ready to go. I love it. I love it. Sound like some moss. <laughs> yeah. And so show up. This will be, you be your first it. trip to Storm? I love it. Man, well, we are excited, man. And we happy to support you. And uh, we're going to write a check as always. You know what I'm saying? Y'all know what we're going to do. Um, but I wanted to obviously bring, um, you know, y'all on to introduce you to our audience because our audience shows up in a big way every single time uh, it's time to support. We're going to support. So listen, this is how it's going to get done. We making sure... That, that our kids get to Costa Rica and we're going to do our part. He's going to do his part, Carl. Maul, we're going to write a check. I'm asking everybody out there who listens to us, if you support us, listen, it's a free podcast, dog, on it. Y'all listening every <laughs> week. We showing up, even when we got to do this stupid Zoom with the lag and all of that. We showing up. We still making it happen. He can't hear none of my jokes. He just talked right through them. And we still here showing up for y'all, man. So we need y'all to show up for us. Maul, Maul, he know what it feels like I can't even hear you. It's too much lag on the Zoom. I'm just powering straight through. (laughs) If y'all rock with us and y'all rock with what we do, man, we need y'all support again. We And this ain't nothing new. We've been helping out. Like you heard, you know, Mr. Sylvester say, we've been writing checks. We've been putting the word out there. But this year we are asking for the support of our listeners so listen, this is how we're going to do it. We're going to tell you where to donate and where to buy coffee. All right? Don't just buy the coffee. Donate too, doggone it. Um, and then also, I, I said 20 before we started. I'm going to say 50. To anybody who donates over $50, you're going to be registered for a drawing to win Make Real Estate Real. All right? That's $2,000 value. $50. All right? Just to incentivize y'all. I hope we don't have to incentivize y'all to give anyway, but just because we love y'all, and if y'all do, we're going to uh, register y'all for a Make Real Estate Real. We may even do two, Ma. What you think about doing two? 
hey, I say let's do two and let's throw in habit stacking. We got to throw in <laughs> we got to throw in habit stacking. Throw, we will throw in habit stacking throw for you. Um, hey, I, I had to go there. You, <laughs> you got to throw it in there, Ma. It wouldn't be right if you didn't throw it in there. Everybody else got it. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, let's so do two, see. Let's do two. Yeah, so we'll do, <laughs> do two. two. So we'll do two. Fifty dollar pledge. I do over. four. Um, I couldn't hear you. Go for it. What'd you say? I, Maul said he'll do two. I'll do four. <laughs> happy stacking. Okay, there we go. We got six total. Uh, but listen, man, y'all rock with us. Y'all do me a favor for real and show up for the kiddos, man. This is an incredible cause. Again, Samantha, Mr. Sylvester, incredible. you talk about bootstrapping this thing, man. Don't listen. A lot of other communities, they ain't got to do no begging. They ain't got to do no fundraising. They just got it. So don't don't make us beg. Y'all go support. Show up. Do what you got to do. Uh, whatever you can do, whatever's on your heart to do. Consider this a tither and offering back to uh, the S2S podcast for, you know, showing love over the years, man. That's how y'all can support us all the time. Y'all ask how y'all can show up for us. Show up for the stuff that we care about and hopefully you care about. And let's get these kids to Costa Rica, man. And we'll bring them back on Sylvester and Storm. Uh, and and Delante afterwards, and they're gonna tell us all about Costa Rica, afterwards, how it was, yeah. man. They're gonna walk through yeah. that rainforest. Yeah. Yeah. They're gonna taste that coffee yeah. over there. They're gonna, you know, really mm-hmm. do it big. So y'all show up. Sam, please let them know <laughs> where they can go support and Thank donate you. and do all of that right now. Right now. Yes, please visit showmetheworldproject.org. Showmetheworldproject.org. You can follow us on Instagram at showmetheworldproject. And um, on our website, you'll find, you know, you can learn more about our mission, our blogs, the donate button, the coffee button. And so our coffee is roasted in St. Louis. Our students package up the coffee and sell it. And it is packaged with love. And I promise hey. you, I promise That's you that you, oh yeah, he's got some right here. And Carl, <laughs> do you think we could have... Um, as we ended out, have Storm share what he's looking forward yes. to about the trip yes. and what you all will be supporting. Um, I'm looking forward to the environment and the ecosystem here. We did a workshop where we got to experience Costa Rica through virtual reality. And we saw all the environment, all the animals. We saw life there in Costa Rica. And we want to go to Costa Rica and experience that life and the ecosystem, the environment in person so we can come back and tell our friends and family all about it. Hey, we're going to make it happen for you. We're going to make it happen for you, for sure. That's guaranteed. Yeah. Uh, Anything, Delante, you want to say? You know what might might be interesting, CJ, uh, ET, and and, and the crew? I I know y'all appreciate this. Would you like to hear his pitch? Like when he's at the farmer's market, he's our come top on. salesperson. Come yes. on. Oh, come that on. That pitch yeah. is right. Let's go. Well, I- um, the Show Me Costa Rica project is a year-long program where a group of students from Vasha High School are selected <clears throat> to go to Costa Rica and learn more about the biodiversity and culture of the country. And through the program, we also learn about leadership, entrepreneurship. Beautiful. Come on, man. Hey, show All right, so one more time. Give, hey, Carl, make sure we Get put it. the website on the screen. One more time, Sam. Yeah. Let them know mm-hmm. where to go. Donate, buy coffee, yep. do all of that. Yes. Is there a number that we need? Is there a number we're pushing for, guys? Um, it, so yeah, it is our mission. 
we we have ten thousand dollars, so we've raised fifteen thousand dollars so far. We have ten thousand dollars left to finish the goal. Um, here in the next couple of months to send them off to Costa Rica. As you know, our fundraising has had to be a little non-traditional in uh, during the pandemic. So we definitely appreciate your support. And, you know, our students have been working hard on these coffee sales. But this this mm. is definitely it. Showmetheworldproject.org. Love it. Okay, Love come it. on, hey, look, I'm going to do 10 this. 10 grand, come on, let's do that. With what, what Ma said. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm going to say... If there's one person, we're going to do five. If there's somebody that's willing to match that five, I will do a one-on-one -on -one with E.T. Um, mm. When I go to maybe an NFL team, NBA team, you know what I'm saying? You can shadow me and, you know, and come and spend the day with me, uh, lunch on CJ. Um, my wallet's going to be somewhere in the locker room, <laughs> uh, but you'll get lunch on CJ. Um, a A5 on Mall, you know what I'm saying? So... Um, if somebody's out there willing to put up that five, because we're going to do five, I, I I will, a day, you get a shadow ET, you know, for a day. All right? Dang. My all favorite right. So, team, though. I don't want to go to your little So let's make sure that's clear. Teams. Wow. Somebody put up. Thank you. Can, that be, up. can that be me? <laughs> can I, can I? Uh, can I? Can I? Can I? Nah, no, nah, that can't be you. Hey. That can't be you, Ma. <laughs> no, nah, Ma. We, can't be you, Hey, we're going to make sure that when wow. they go, Th they are so, an overflow. Hey. Yeah, and, and, yeah, and, hurry, hey, and tell them to hurry up, see? Yeah, tell them to hurry up, see, because we got the final four going on. Um, go we just want to say thank you again for your support. You know, you your support has really, like, helped us a lot. And without you, we wouldn't have got this far. Yeah, no doubt, man. We got y'all. Y'all keep, hey, y'all just keep handling y'all business on y'all end, man. We're going to keep handling business on this end. Listen, go donate, support right now. I'm coming back on next week with an update of how much money we raised. Doggone it, don't make us look bad. We're going to write a check regardless, but y'all come on, help us out, man. Help the kiddos out. And anything that they raise in excess is just going to go to that next trip, and we're going to keep this thing rocking. So uh, show me the world, man. Thank you guys for coming on. You guys are awesome. Samantha, Sylvester, Storm, Delante, y'all are amazing, man. One of these times, hopefully, we get to go to Costa Rica with y'all. I think that would be dope. Uh, me and E went one time. We were there for yes. about 35 minutes. Yeah, and had to come right back. Yeah, so I'm looking dope. forward to going and uh, spending some time <laughs> with y'all, man, and hanging out. So congratulations to y'all and everything y'all have done. Seriously, uh, Samantha, Sylvester, it's people like y'all, man, that, that really changed the world for real, for real. So thank you no, guys, man. Changing the world. And uh, yep. we can't wait to hear back after y'all hit Costa Rica, man, how amazing it is. And um, yeah, love y'all, man. Love y'all. We out of here. We love you, Will. Thank See you, you next so week. Go. I want you to focus on here right now. Don't you worry about when you get home. You make this, you concentrate on this opportunity. You don't worry about tomorrow. You concentrate on this opportunity with all your might, with all your soul.